When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome to another special episode of uh, Talking Cars. And today I have an expert on all things tires, uh, a man who uh, has become my friend, Ian Koch from Pirelli. Hi, Ian. Thanks for joining me. Hey, good afternoon, Roman. How are you? I'm good. You know, um, with winter um, quickly approaching, I thought this would be a good time to talk about all things winter tire related. Uh, so if you guys are out there looking uh, perhaps to switch over to either uh, winter tires or even the new all-weather tires, we're going to go and do a deep dive because Ian, how long have you been working on tires? Give us a little bit of your background, please. Okay, so I start, obviously I'm not American, so I've been in America for the last six years, but I've been with Pirelli Tires. Tomorrow is my 35th anniversary with Pirelli Tires. Wow. So, exactly. So I started as, a, as, a, as an apprentice and then I've mostly been in the technical field all that time and basically been in most of the regions around the world for the Pirelli, for the Pirelli Group. Sit back and relax or keep driving if you're driving. TFL Talking Cars is on the air, the world's most popular car podcast. Okay, maybe not yet, but we're working on it. Wow, so what, um, what roles have you had at Pirelli? So, uh, I mean, I'm, one of the more principal roles was I was the global director for quality for the Pirelli Group which was not just uh, car tires, but motorbike tires, truck tires, agro tires as well. I've been technically responsible for the LATAM region uh, and then various industrial and production roles throughout many, many of our uh, factories in the group. And if people don't know Pirelli, uh, you want to introduce the company. Obviously, it's an Italian company uh, that's been around a long time, uh, you know, doing everything from bicycle tires to car tires. Absolutely. And we, we might not be the biggest, the fifth, sixth biggest tire producer in the world, but we like to think that we're one of the most prestigious tire makers in the world. So our, our DNA is, is racing, our DNA is motorsport, and we like to bring that into our product range. I think sometimes we're only known for that kind of upper niche. That's not just what we're about. We also like to play across the field in most of the uh, auto manufacturers. But for sure, our heritage is, uh, is racing. Uh, one in two prestige cars go out on a Pirelli, one in five premium cars go out on a Pirelli. So that's, that's really our DNA and that's what makes us come to work. Yeah, and if you're a fan of Formula One, of course, you'll be, a, 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 you'll be, you'll, you'll be well acquainted with uh, Pirelli uh, because many of the, well, I think Pirelli supplies all of the uh, tires now, right? Don't they? For it's 100%, yeah, and we've renewed the contract again for the next three years, so yeah. So congratulations. All right, well, let's talk about um, 
kind of uh, winter tires. Uh, I've got a little list of topics that we want to discuss. So uh, let's talk about uh, what makes snow tires better uh, than all seasons. Why do people, why should people who live in places like Colorado uh, switch sure. to winter tires? No, that's a great question. And I think just, just to pick up on one thing you said, and you were going so well at the start, but they're winter tires, they're not snow tires, right? I think the tire industry's moved on from a designated snow tires to what we call winter tires. And I think the difference there is that winter tires are specifically designed uh, when the temperature starts to drop uh, and not just specifically for snow. So as the temperature drops below 44 degrees Fahrenheit, that's when, that's when you, know, you and I as a consumer uh, should start considering using a winter product as opposed to an all season product or even a summer product or all weather product as well, but we'll get into that later on. So basically the difference at winter tires is specifically designed to perform at their optimum at very low temperatures below 44 degrees. Uh, whereas all season tires are designed basically to give you a good performance, both at low temperatures and all the way up into the, uh, sorry, say summer temperatures as well. But clearly they're not performing at their optimum either end, whether it be very, very hot or very, very cold. And I think it just depends on what kind of environment what kind of driving that you're going to do and when you're going to do your driving on which type of tire selection you're going to make at that time. Yeah, uh, you know, I've always had this uh, question in my mind as to whether uh, all-wheel drive cars need winter tires. Uh, and uh, when I was young, I thought, hey, if you have all-wheel drive, uh, it's all right to have all seasons uh, in the winter. Uh, and then you realize that you actually have to stop, not just go. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's the whole point, right? So the tire, unfortunately, whatever you drive, four-wheel drive, two-wheel drive, Mustang, Land Rover, whatever, you name it, we can name every car brand in the world. The only thing that touches the road is your tires. So if you haven't got the right tires for the right climatic conditions and the right road surface, it doesn't matter what you're driving, you still have the same traction difficulties. What With a four-wheel drive, clearly, with the drive being dissipated across four wheels, the ability to get yourself more traction is, is a bonus. But again, you're not going to get the optimum performance, or it, it, especially in winter or snow or icy conditions, if you don't have the right tire underneath. Yeah, I learned that lesson in a, in a really uh, dramatic way when I was a younger man. I was here, I actually was going to school here in uh, University of Colorado. And at that time, I had a, a 300ZX twin turbo. And there's a canyon that goes up to a, a ski area called Eldora. And I had, um, <laughs> I had all seasons on it, uh, and I was coming down the canyon, uh, and it was uh, it was cold, and you know it wasn't too snowy, but there was a little bit of ice on the road. Uh, and this guy in a Porsche 944 Turbo decided that, that he wanted to race me, and so we're you know <laughs> we're coming down this canyon, uh, you know, and there's a river next to the canyon, and if you go off the road, you're you're going to go in the river, which is not a good thing. Uh, and you know I'm pushing the car, and then that ZX had. Uh, super high-cast four-wheel steering. So I thought, hey, I've got four-wheel steering. I should be okay. Uh, and I come around a corner and I hit this icy patch and I, I came within like a millimeter of actually going into the river. So that was one of those butt-clenchy moments. But the one that really drove it home was I was watching in my rearview mirror and you saw the Porsche actually. Saw, I saw his headlights. It was at night. They went left, right, and then they disappeared. <laughs> oh my God. And so I stopped. I turned around. I went back. Uh, and the guy had actually done a 360. Uh, luckily, he stayed on the road. Uh, and I knocked on his window. I said, are you okay? He said, yeah, my pants aren't okay, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was at that moment I realized the importance of winter tires because, look, uh, 
you know, it, it's a safety thing, right? Uh, and I was being stupid, I was young, but imagine if, you know, fast forward 30 years later and you've got your family in that car, you hit that same icy patch, uh, and next thing you know, you know, um, the most important things in your car are your family and, you know, you can end up in that river, even if you're not being crazy like me. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, and the difference between the all season and the winter specifically is the tread pattern and is the compound as well. And both are specifically designed to prevent exactly what you managed to do coming down that hill in Colorado. So the compound itself is designed to perform at much lower temperatures, to keep flexible, to give you that traction when you need it, as opposed to stiffening up as they get cold. And the tread pattern itself, whether it be ice, water or snow, is designed specifically to, to, to take advantage of those conditions. It's gonna displace the water better. It's the, the siping uh, across the tread pattern is going to uh, provide grip, so present, the little sipes present more traction uh, and also then therefore better braking when in colder conditions in conjunction with the compound. Um, and when you're on snow, that same pattern is designed, so the best thing for traction on snow is snow. So the whole tread pattern itself is designed to trap snow to give you that traction, both for getting yourself out of problems, steering around corners, and also braking when you need to brake. Now here in Colorado, we still allow studded tires, uh, but I've actually found that uh, under most conditions, the, the new winter tires are much better than even studded tires. Why is that? Well, I think technology's come a long way now. Uh, and obviously, uh, when chains and, and studs were more, should we say, broadly used, uh, the damage that they caused uh, to the roads, obviously, is not always uh, ice and snow. Uh, it's not something that's sustainable for in, in, you know, in a modern, uh, on the modern uh, transportation network. So I think the technology has come such a, such a long way now that with the specific compounds, it can take temperatures way down below, below uh, 44 degrees Fahrenheit. And with the, with the upgrades in terms of tread pattern, I think you're getting an advantage. Now, that's a slightly different, and I, and I would kind of say that in pure ice conditions, okay, you're probably going to need a stud as opposed to a, a winter tire on its host, but very few of us will go out on a glacier and drive like we do to test the tires, you know, on an everyday purpose. So I think, I think basically the technology and, and the compounds that we use are really taking advantage and, and give you the same kind of conditions. Now, the other lesson I learned is I had a Volvo V70R that I put on uh, winter tires. Uh, and then uh, my wife was doing a, um, she used to do triathlon. She was doing a triathlon up in, uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho uh, in the spring uh, and uh, I, I was going to go kind of help support her and she flew out there and I was going to bring her bike in the Volvo uh, and it was an unseasonably hot uh, spring and so I drove up there and about uh, somewhere past Bozeman, Montana uh, I noticed that uh, the car was starting to shake and I pulled over and basically what it, I had done is I completely melted that tire off uh, the rim. Um, so, so I guess there is a caveat there, right? Winter tires don't do well at like 80 degrees. Uh, that, that compound is just so soft, I think, right, that it starts to disintegrate. And, and, and again, that's where you, the difference between a winter and all season and a summer is designed to operate at certain conditions. The issue with the winter tire going into very high temperature is that the compound will start to break down. And you probably felt a loss of stability as the blocks start to become too morbid and they're starting to be too flexible. And eventually that will also, you know, accelerate the wear as well, which is why we recommend when it goes above 44 degrees every day, obviously, you change those winter tires. Otherwise, you're not, you're not getting the benefit of a winter tire and you're also wearing those tires down much quicker than, than we want you to and that you want to as well.
How much um, improvement do you get in grip when it comes to either going or stopping when you switch from an all-season to a winter tire? Uh, let's not talk about ice, but let's talk about snow. Let's talk about snow. Um, I mean, I don't, to be honest, I, mean, I don't have the exact figures in front of me. I do, we do have a video that shows the exact test um, difference. But you're talking a significant, I think the last test we looked at was four car lengths worth. Uh, but I, don't quote me on that because I'd like to get the exact information for you. All right. And, and like you said, that's mainly due to the, the compound and the tread pattern. How it's the conjunction of both, yeah. Uh, how, um, how do um, then winter tires do in the wet? Um, are they also as good as all seasons or are all seasons better in the wet? What, more or less, you'll probably see the same type of tread pattern with less cycling. So the actual displacement of water is a key, part of, is a key factor for the tread pattern. So whether it be the longitudinal sipes, which, which really displace the water and prevent you getting the aquaplaning between you know, loading water between you and the, and, the and the tread of the tire and the road surface, or whether it be the, long, the, the lateral grooves, they're very, very similar. Uh, the difference would be warm water, or should we say uh, normal temperature water or very, very cold water. So if, the, if, if, the, if it's very, very cold, but it's not yet ice or snow, uh, the winter tire will still be better in, in wet for you because the blocks themselves will still be performing to their optimum performance. Whereas in the all-season, they'll start to become more solid and you'll start to lose grip, and that's not what you want in cold, wet conditions. All right, now, now there's this, um, I guess it's a relatively new uh, form of tire that's been out there now. Um, you know, it's uh, an all-weather tire versus an all-season tire. Can you help me define the difference between an all-season, which I'm used to, and an all-weather? Yeah, so the all weather is obviously a very, it's, it's quite a new concept and uh, several time manufacturers are now going off in that direction. And that's really giving you that three peak snowflake, mountain snowflake, right on the sidewall. And that's really uh, taking that winter element of the four seasons, okay, and giving you a tire that you can, um, you can genuinely use in winter environment. It's not a winter tire, okay, but we have to be clear about that but gives you more security in that, should we say, the fourth season if you're going to use that car in that, in that particular environment. Whereas, again, I say the all-season is more specifically designed to give you optimal, optimal, or should we say, good performance across the four seasons, but is not, is, is not an expert in any of them. The all-weather the all is going to give you something quite more specific that's going to give you a, a touch more winter performance. Yeah, and what's the difference between rating? So I noticed that a lot of seasons are rated MNS, right, which is mud and snow, uh, but they don't have the snowflake. Uh, whereas an all-weather tire would be the snowflake. It would, would be, and how does that it's work? It's one of the fundamental parameters that differentiates between the all-season and the uh, and the uh, uh, all-weather. Sorry, yeah, exactly. So it's going to give you that snowflake. It's going to give you that snowflake rating, which means that you've actually passed. The, uh, the, the governmental standard for snow traction and snow braking. So what, what, what establishes that criteria? You know, like with automotive, in an automotive world, we do a lot of towing videos, right? And, uh, and the tow ratings is based on a set of standards that's put out there by the SAE, which is the Society of Automotive Engineers. Is there a similar yep. thing with tires? Exactly the same, exactly the same. Exactly the same for the getting that snow marking, same as UKG markings and all these other standards. So. It's, it's, it's to enable the consumer to be able to rate tires against each other. So if you achieve the snowmark standard, you know that you're going to have a minimum standard performance in terms of uh, snow traction uh, against, against any other type of product. 
So are those tires actually tested and certified? I mean, when you guys- They are, they are, they are tested and certified. And uh, uh, again, then you compare, you're comparable against your competitors as well and against other types of tires. Now, now the, the tire I've got up here is the Pirelli Ice Zero. Uh, and yeah. I have it up there, so I want to ask this next question. And, you know, Pirelli is known for having high-performance tires. Are there such things as high-performance winter tires? Absolutely, absolutely. So one of the things I said before is, again, we, we're very proud of our heritage in motorsport and working together with the original equipment manufacturers. Uh, we, homologate with, with a, we homologate more tires than anybody else uh, with original equipment manufacturers. And we also carry that on into homologating actually winter products. So we have, I think, over 200 marked tires, which means they've been specifically designed for performance vehicles and homologated for those particular vehicles to give you, should we say, the optimum performance in winter conditions. And the benefit you get from that is not a tire designed to fit on every vehicle. Uh, if you go for a marked tire, it means a winter tire, marked winter tire, means that that tire has been specifically designed for that vehicle to give you the optimum performance in those conditions. And again, that, I would definitely say that is the best tire. Always go for something that's marked. It means it's been specifically designed for that vehicle. And that includes the winter tire as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, there must be a difference in the performance dynamics of a tire when you put it on, let's say, a, oh gosh, you know, a 500 horsepower turbo Cayenne versus, you know, a, a 200 horsepower RAV4, right? I mean, absolutely. the dynamics of that are very different. Absolutely. And, and, the, and the more you go up in power and the more, you know, the traction system, the amount of torque that these things give, you've got to have a tire that's been tailored for that performance. In terms of more standard approach, I think, and I've been in the States six years, your, your tire industry is fantastic in terms of uh, recommending, if you go to the more reputable ones, uh, of specifying exactly what type of tire you need for your vehicle, but also what type of driving you do as well. And I think that's quite commendable on all. You don't, your, your driving style sh should also be the type of tire that you need, right? You don't need certain tires if you're not going to use it to performance, but you also want that safety characteristic. So choose the tire that's right for you. And speaking of that, does the width of the tire affect its performance? I was always told that like thinner tires are better at cutting into the snow versus wider tires riding on top of it. That I true? think that's quite specific. It's like going off-road, right? I think if you're gonna to go to the extremes, then yes, I think you go into those extreme combinations. But again, nowadays we design tires specifically for certain vehicles. And I think uh, as the idea of having the best uh, footprint to maximize the, the, the uh, the, um, to maximize the traction and performance and safety in those particular conditions. If you go into extreme applications, then yeah, I totally agree with you. If you want sand, if you want snow, you probably want to have, you know, to, to choose different widths, but not in general standard. All right, so uh, my friend uh, Nathan, who is one of our uh, reviewers here, I just bought a Nissan Leaf. You just drove it around and, and I was like, wow, Nathan, you got a used Leaf and you got new tires. And he kind of looked at me and he goes, yeah, there's some uh, no-name no Chinese brand. Uh, and the question that immediately came to my mind is, you know, there's a lot of different tire manufacturers, right? It's kind of the Wild West. So, so you know, from looking at the tire, it looks the same as a Pirelli. Uh, but what's the difference, you know, when you get, let's say, a $50 tire versus a $250 tire, which is, you know, it can be the difference. What, what's the magic in the Pirelli that, that let's say, some of these uh, off-brand tires don't have? 
Okay, absolutely. It's a great question. I think, you know, the, the idea about designing tires specifically for specific vehicles and using that technology to then downgrade, to, 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 sorry, not downgrade, to, to put into your more standard also replacement tires is the application of technology, okay? So black and round, as you probably were, were, were describing, yeah, with the black and round, hopefully round, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not necessarily round, yeah. black nowadays. Um, but the issue, the issue being is getting the optimum performance and safety out. So the technology in terms of compound, the technology in terms of tread design um, are all relevant factors to giving you the optimum performance and optimum safety. Um, that includes noise, that includes uh, wet and dry handling, that includes all weather performance. It also includes rolling resistance. You mentioned leaf being an electric vehicle, okay? The difference between a 50 pound, $50, sorry, you can tell my uh, UK, it's a long time since I said pound as well. Um, the difference between a $50 tire and a $200 tire, um, the rolling resistance differences between a, let's call it a no brand and brand X, let's say Pirelli brand, specifically designed ultra-low rolling resistance for electric vehicles will make a significant saving in your fuel consumption or your, or your, um, your battery life, okay, uh, on an electric vehicle. Uh, and that's not something that you'll necessarily see by just looking at the tire, but you, you should ask advice from your, uh, your uh, tire distributor or, or the people that you normally buy your tires from to make sure that you are getting the tire that's right for your, for your vehicle. Yeah, it must be challenging. You know, I, I, I suspect I'm like, you know, every other person when you go to buy a tire, you go to your local tire shop and you, you're like, hey, I've got, you know, in this case, let's call it a leaf. And they'll go through and they'll say, these, these are the tires that we have available. Uh, uh, but it, it often is a very, it feels like a very, um, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uneducated process, right? <laughs> it, it, it seems to be based on, you know, what's in the warehouse versus what's right for the car or what's right for my driving style or dynamics um, sure. so so i think uh -huh. if, if you want that pirelli you got to go out of your way to get it you know you got to either go to someplace like a tire rack right where you can actually compare tires and you've got you've got you've got rating i mean exactly exactly Ron. i mean you can go on you can go on the on the internet and do quite good research but not just only for you know a high performance tire but for any tire and i think uh, there's other there's other uh, dealer networks out there will provide more tailored approach, and, and as I said before, it's more, it's more of the type of vehicle you drive and the type of driving style that you're looking for and what's more important for you. Uh, safety is a given, but do you want mileage? Do you want performance? Do you want, are you driving in the north? Are you driving in the south? Do you go on long trips? Do you go on short commutes? All of these are factors nowadays that I think the more reputable tire distributors or tire dealers are able to actually tailor your approach and you give you the best tire for, for, the, for your vehicle at the end of the day. So um, Pirelli is actually an Italian company, but uh, well, you're, you have operations here in America. You're in Georgia, right? So what tires uh, do you build in Georgia? Oh, we, we've got a very small factory. So we make around about 400,000 tires a year in the tire world. That's absolutely nothing. But it's very, very specialized. So we, our, our process is completely robotized. And we build tires uh, from 17-inch to 30-inch. Um, uh, we're producing a tire at the moment, 405, 25, 24, uh, which is almost a super single in, for those who know the truck world. Uh, um, we produce for BMW, for Daimler, for the, the Dodge Hellcat, the wide body. Uh, we produce uh, run flat tires. Those so, come with T-Zeros. We had one. 
Yeah, P0 the summers and the all seasons and yeah. extremely popular, extremely popular. And uh, we're very pleased with the collaboration with those guys. You know, we completely we, mad, of course. We went through uh, four sets of those in less than 10,000 miles. And that wasn't because, <laughs> that wasn't because uh, we were driving it normally. That, that had to do probably the, with the amount of prodigious burnouts we were doing with that thing. <laughs> Well, if you're going to buy one of those cars, you've got to use it. And we like you guys to use our tires, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, so we're very proud. We're, we're, we, as I say, we, we're quite a, a niche player here in Rome, Georgia, and producing these type of tires. Uh, but we'd love to have you guys down here one day and have a look at the facility as well. Yeah, that would be fun. Thank you for, thanks for the kind invite. Um, when, when you're uh, building tires, right, are there different methods of building a tire, or is it all the same you know i mean i do different companies like you know build the tires in different sections or are they all made you see what i'm saying i'm, I'm kind of curious actually how the sausage is made okay i could tell you but then i'd have to shoot you but just in general in the industry you can go on the, you can go on the internet and do all this so i'm not i'm just playing around no i mean yeah i mean there's different types of production processes whether it be a uh, modular or whether it be in continuous which uh, which is the robotized version that we have here uh it depends on the type of product you're producing the type of technology you're putting into the tire the lot size the productivity how many you're going to make etc so i mean yeah we you tailor your process to the type of product that you're that you're going to produce what trends are you seeing in, in the tire business I, I mean the one i can point to immediately is wasn't that long ago when 22s were uh, from the factory were pretty rare, but now you look and you know 22s are becoming commonplace. And if you're talking about off-roaders or even trucks, you're going to get much bigger than that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, 22s is now our most common size here in this facility. Uh, we see we see a development also towards 23. Uh, most of the most of the sports cars are using uh, 20 inch now, whereas they've come they've come from the 18s and went through the 19s. They're now migrating onto the 20s. And in terms of and again in terms of uh, and I'm talking rim uh, rim size here, rim diameter obviously. When, when you get into the trucks, I, you also see yeah they they're kind of migrating, but they also keep that high sidewall ratio. So you know the higher sidewall ratios, we also see a lot more 20 inches than we used to see. Uh, as well as 18 inch as well. So, so, so this is always something I've wondered. How come that number is in inches, but then the other numbers, right, are all in centimeters? <laughs> why? Why do we have five years in the tire industry? I can't even answer that one. We've got <laughs> P metric and LT and all these kind of things. I think it keeps somebody very happy in the, uh, the regulation department. Yeah, it's it's a little crazy, right? I mean, you've got you've got, and let's actually let's take it back to a newbie. Let's let's talk about how tires are sized, right? So if you're new to this and you've yeah. got um, a, a car and you're thinking about going, let's say, to winter tires, um, you of course have to get the right size tire, and th that that is not easy. Uh, you think it would be easy, but there are so many different variations uh, on on tire sizes. So what do those three numbers mean? You know, when you when, when you go down the down the down the side of the tire. Okay, so but uh, so basically, you've got you've got the um, the width of the uh, the width of the tire, which is the tread width. Yep. Okay, which is your first size. You've then got the ratio of the sidewall against the tread width, and then you've got the diameter, which is the bead to bead diameter of uh, which is the third. So two seven five, two seven five wide, seventy five. Let's say let's go for oh no, let's do let's go forty five, which is the sidewall ratio. 17, which is the uh, diameter 
of the, of the tire on the inside for the rim. And then, and then of course, tires are also uh, speed rated, right? How fast you can. Yeah. Uh, so what, 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 you know, like there's Z, Z, R, I think, right? The, 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 the lower, the, the lower the letter, I think, the faster the tire. The low, no, the higher. So, so if you're going up into Z, yep. so VW, X, Y, Z is you going up in speed rating. And then you have the load rating, which is uh, letters of the alphabet. So again, lower the letter, lower the, lower the, um, lower the load. So T, H, V, Y, and then you're going that way as well. Yeah, so here's an interesting uh, question I just got actually today. Somebody emailed it to me. I was over uh, with uh, uh, Ram test driving and reviewing the new um, TRX, which is their, you know, I'm calling it a super truck. It competes with the Raptor. Um, and uh, 702 horsepower, which is crazy for a truck, right? Um, uh, and the top speed of 118 miles. And I did this video, and everybody uh, in the video was like, hey, that's crazy. How come we can only do 118, you know, because a Hellcat, which basically has the same power plant, right, that 6.2 liter uh, Hemi V8 is rated at, if it's a Charger, I think it's 199. And if it's, no, if it's Challenger, it's 199 and a Charger is 202. And yet in the truck, you can only do 118. And, and the answer is because of the ratings on the tires, right? It's not the power in the truck, but it's the rating on the tire that determines that. And I think that that is true, not just in, in, in Hellcats, but it's true in a lot of cars. Uh, so how do you guys determine the rating on the tire? How does Pirelli work with manufacturers, uh, you know, and then determine that that tire can go, you know, 150 miles an hour versus 120? Right. Okay. So we're looking at, we, we, obviously we work with the engineers to look at the max speed of the vehicle. Okay. We're looking at the load or the overall weight of the vehicle. Okay. And then we have to design, we have to ensure that the tire is capable of, uh, performing and also staying integral at that, that, that particular load and at that maximum speed. Uh, there's various governmental standards as well as our own internal standards that make sure we have to test that before we let them anywhere near the vehicle. Um, and then that's what governs, that what governs the maximum. Now we're obviously constrained. Too much load wants to go also based on torque as well. But I mean, again, we work with the car manufacturer to establish as fast as we can get the tire to go while maintaining the safety parameters of the vehicle. Is, is there a lot of heat buildup the faster you go? Is that one of the issues? Uh, yeah, definitely. Obviously, that it's, it, it's faster and also duration as well. Okay, so the tires are designed to go at high speed for far longer than you would ever be able, especially here in the United States of America, to be able to travel at anything over 200 miles an hour. So again, yeah, as you, as you build up, the heat builds up, the pressure builds up, the envelope of the tire changes, uh, and that is something we need to take in consideration as well. Yeah, I remember uh, that Z, you know, that I almost killed myself in, I shipped it to Europe when I moved to Europe, uh, and uh, I went and bought a um, BMW M3 European delivery. So I, I traded the Zine on the uh, M3. And the way you had to do that was you could, back in the day, you could still get um, a BMW uh, here in America that you could, the BMW would title it and share in Europe for up to a year. But in order to trade it, I had to take the Z and ship it back to America to give it to the dealership here. So I was driving it from um, Prague at that time to Bremerhaven. And when you get up in kind of Northern Germany to Bremerhaven, right, it's a three lane Autobahn. And, and you know, the Autobahn system is very crowded, especially in the middle of the country. But when you get to the outskirts, it, get, it opens up. 
And so I wanted to, you know, I was getting rid of the car. And I wanted to see the top speed. So I floored it on the Autobahn. And I think I got up to, I'm pretty sure it was like 176 miles an hour. And you can actually see the fuel gauge go down, right, as, it, as it's floored. And then, I, and then this, like, thought occurred to me. Like, I think I'm on uh, snow tires, which I was. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if those things are rated to 170. And I'm like, they're probably not. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> and then of course, well, the not in those days, probably not. Yeah, not in those <laughs> days, yeah. And then I'm like, and what will happen to a snow tire at 170 miles an hour that's not rated? And I suspect it's not good, right? I mean, it would probably just disintegrate. Well, the compound's going to build up heat, okay? And at which point you're going to start to lose stability within the blocks. You're probably, hopefully, going to get a vibration before you get anything else. And that's going to ask you to slow down. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you'll just get complete degradation of the compound running at high speed for, high, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, before we wrap this up, let's circle back to what uh, we started this conversation on winter tires with winter just around the corner. Uh, do you recommend that people use an all-season, a winter, or an all-weather, or does it really depend on where they live? What, what would be your you know, best recommendation? I think if you're going to, if you think you're going to drive in any conditions below 44 degrees Fahrenheit, I would always, and, and, you can, and your trips, so you're going to be uh, doing trips on a day-to-day -day basis, I would recommend you, you consider a winter tire, okay? It's gonna be the safest tire for you in those particular, it may happen once, it may happen twice, but you know that that's the best tire. For sure, an all season tire is a good compromise, but you do know that in snow, in extreme cold, wet, that you're not gonna be at the optimum, but you can also compensate and alter your driving style. And I would never, you know, I would never recommend anybody to go out and drive normally in, in, you know, in winter conditions, unless you're a professional, even a professional will always consider what's going on underneath the, underneath the tire footprint. Um, but I th that would be my recommendation, Roman, just to, to suit your driving, where you're driving, how you're going to be driving. And, and then, you know, and also your budget, I guess, at the end of the day, you know, choose the tire that, that suits you for those conditions. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really good thought because uh, we've you know we we've had two different cars that we've been testing recently. We had a Cayenne um, Turbo and we had a Subaru. Uh, and the great thing about the Subaru is you can get a set of Steelys and, and throw some winter tires on it, and it's fine. Uh, but a Cayenne Turbo, you're not going to get Steelys for that thing, right? It, it's not going to fit uh, the brake calipers. It's not going to fit the brakes, and and so. You know, the, the higher the performance car, the more expensive the wheel is going to be that you're going to mount the, the tire on eventually. And the yeah. bigger the tire is going to be and, and the more storage space you're going to need. And they get heavier too, right? I mean, it's also a question of weight and size. Yeah, and if you're going to store your winter tires during the, during the summer period, you've also got to think about where you're going to store them as well. You don't want them to be stored in excessive temperature or within any kind of source of ozone, which could possibly degrade the tire over time. So... And these are all things you need to take into consideration. And, and you know, when we're talking about the tread, uh, not the tread, but the sidewall, is it better to actually um, have a set of dedicated winter tires on a set of dedicated wheels? Uh, because a lot of people will, you know, take the wheels that they have and then just swap the tire out. But if you do that enough, does that start to compromise a tire? You know, if you're taking it on and off over a number of years? I think for the number of winter seasons that you're probably going to do, I, I, as long as it's done, it, you know, in the correct way nowadays, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly see, see an issue. I certainly wouldn't want to damage my, knowing the fact that even with the best tires in the world and obviously the best driver in the world, that you'll probably argue, if you're going to go on ice or snow, you're probably going to lose 
traction at some point. I wouldn't want my alloys to be to be busted up. So uh, I would still recommend, if you can, to swap swap your wheels as well. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you one last story before we wrap up. And that was a few years ago. Uh, Bentley sent us a uh, Continental um, convertible, GT convertible. Uh, and and um, I was like, uh, it's winter time, and they're like, oh, don't worry, uh, we've got snow tires on it. Uh, so we got we got it with snow tires, and then I wanted to take it ice racing because there's a, a lake up here in Georgetown where you can actually go go ice racing on the weekend. Um, and I thought to myself, this this goes back to a point you said: we've got winter tires, we've got all-wheel drive. Uh, this thing should be fine. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> when, when, you're, <laughs> when you're on a sheet of, of glazed ice. Pure ice? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I, I again it's about it's about extreme application having the right fitment, right? You know, if you know what you're gonna do, you can probably you can probably choose the tire you want, but if you're gonna go for the extreme, you probably need to go for something a little bit more specialized. Yeah, and it was actually it was actually worse than that because you know it, this was a very expensive car. I want to say it was you know four hundred thousand or something. Uh, it had that big six hundred horsepower W twelve under the hood, uh, and the other guys out there were running like uh, janky twenty year old Jeeps <laughs> that were LS swap, uh, and they had these. They weren't even studs. Uh, they looked like nails, right in the in the tires. I've, se I've seen it all. I've seen it all. When you get into those kind of conditions, yeah, anything goes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and oh my gosh, you know, uh, there's this strong wind that blows down the canyon. So if you're in Georgetown, you'll you'll know. Uh, and uh, so these jeeps would get out there, uh, and they would just tear apart the ice. And then these little shards of ice would come flying, and I was so <laughs> terrified that they would damage this. <laughs> Luckily, you're listening, Bentley. The car was fine. I made sure it was okay, but it was a good lesson in, in you know, the, the kind of how far you can push winter tires. <laughs> well, Ian, thank you very much. This has been uh, really educational, guys. If uh, you're looking for some uh, great weather, all weather or winter tires, what what are the best Pirellis? What would you recommend? Well, it depends on your on your on your on the kind of vehicle you're driving. So we do winter tires both for the. Uh, the SUVs, which is the Scorpion Winter, your sports cars, which is the P0 Winter, and also the Ice version, and then also the Chinterato Winter patterns or the Soto Zero patterns for your normal saloons as well. So we cover the full range of winter driving. Yeah, so check out you know your local uh, tire shop or go to, you know, like Tire Rack is obviously the 800 pound gorilla in America when it comes to online tire sales. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, be safe out there because uh, you know, um, it's one of those things that that, 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 that you, you probably think you don't need it, but when you need it, you need it. <laughs> you know you needed it yeah. <laughs> after yeah. the event, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, it, I, always, I always think to myself, like, you know, what's the worst that can happen? And then when you think, when you kind of follow that train of logic, you're like, you know, that's not a lot of money to spend because, you know, an hour in the hospital is going to cost a lot more than, you know, four new uh, winter tires. But it's when you say what, what's the worst that can happen, then your rear end actually comes past in the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys, thanks for watching. And remember, check out uh, tflcar.com. Or if you're listening to this on a podcast and you want to uh, see me and Ian in person, go to our new YouTube channel, TFL Talk, where this is also going to be uh, put up as a video. See you guys next time. Ciao. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.